Welcome to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Question mark. 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Huge show, great show for you guys today. We appreciate those of you in the call-in app with us right now, live in the chat. A little bit of a late start. Chat's a... Chat's popping off, and I love how the chat doesn't necessarily upload live for me, so I have to like kind of reload it. And then when I did that, as twenty messages of me getting roasted, and you just throwing out some rumors that people are probably going to believe. Yeah, I don't do that on my laptop. It's a uh-huh. private browser only on the phone. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, big show today, though. Yep. Live Computers. in the chat right here yep. in the call-in <laughs> app. Uh, you can find us here every weekday starting at ten a.m. Central Time. Usually run about an hour on this particular program, but we do appreciate you guys. Uh, a lot of March Madness to break down. Had four really good games last night. We see two number one seeds go down. We see Duke win, and then did anybody actually watch Michigan versus Villanova? Because I don't think they did. I did for a little bit, and then it was just kind of like, eh, it's whatever. It was a close game, and then Villanova just takes care of business. I was at a, a little pizza place bar watching some games. Last night, it was on one of the screens, but my attention was on that Gonzaga game. Oh, absolutely. And one hell of a game. Uh, Gonzaga does lose. Big country, I know that's a upset you had predicted in one of your mini brackets. So <laughs> I only have three. to you. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. I did have Arkansas with the upset. I pretty much had predicted the entire West region up to this point. So I'm actually, I shouldn't say predicted. It's just what I had down in my bracket. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. As as you should be. And I thought it was a really good game. I kept waiting, as uh, we talked about, I kept waiting for Gonzaga to turn it on. I kept waiting for that moment to where they would go on some big run and take over the game, take over the lead. It didn't really happen. I, I know there were some kind of ticky-tacky calls at the end of the game with a guy like Chet Holmgren. Mm-hmm. I assume we've seen the last of him in college basketball. However, we can still get another year Drew Timmy. How this man is only a junior in college baffles me. He looks he like he's come back. 30. <laughs> Easily. Easily 30. I know people make that joke to me, but like, I, can, I get to make that joke to someone else now. It's like, you look a lot older than what you are in college. And he's been so good. So good in His the tournament. His post moves are just so fast. He reminds me a lot of Tim Duncan. It's really? like, how are you getting by me? You're not stronger than me. You're not faster than me. But gosh darn, do you have some good footwork. And then <laughs> yeah. his ability to, to shoot from, I don't know, in the like, scouting world of the draft, we'd call it like, off-platform. Mm-hmm. Like, he, doesn't, he doesn't have to be squared to the basket. He's flipping things behind his head. Uh, he's using the backboard. He's, he's Mr. I've heard it from someone very well when they can attack the basket and they throw the ball up and it goes in. It's like, how in the world do you do that? And they looked at me and they said, the basket doesn't move, dude. Just me. <laughs> I know where it's at. And I'm like, that's a hell of an answer. Yeah. It was actually your buddy Cole. Yeah, when we were playing in the old LBA. He'd slice through the lane, 
get by everybody throwing up and it goes in. It's just like, this makes no sense. He's like, well, you don't have to be fast to be a ball handler. Just control it. And the basket doesn't move. Throw it up. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. yeah, I tell you, I'm going to miss Gonzaga in the tournament. I, I've said it a million times. I'm kind of a Gonzaga fan. I was rooting for them last night. I wasn't, like, upset when they lost. But I wasn't happy about it, that's for sure. But uh, congratulations to Arkansas, a team that's been playing lights out all year. The last remaining SEC school, they get a, a huge upset. Uh, Gonzaga is the number one seed in, in all of the tournament. So they get that win there. That was an exciting one. The, the next game was the Michigan-Villanova game that was going on at the same time. I Honestly, I didn't watch a single second of that game. I, oh, I saw that it was Michigan? on TV. All my focus was on Gonzaga and Arkansas. And then after that, I uh, went to the beautiful Club 609. And I think that game like finished as I was en route to the Yeah, bar. I mean, like I said, it, it was close for a little bit there, and then it comes down to Villanova ends up walking with the W, of course. But the fact that Michigan, we talked about it yesterday on radio too, is just the fact that rejuvenated their season after Juan Howard made contact with another coach's face. It was like, all right, cool. This is a little bit of a spark. Let's see what we can do. And the fact that you made it here, it's something to be proud of because Michigan wasn't very impressive all season either. So happy to be here. Sucks to lose. Villanova moves on. My bracket's looking pretty damn good. And I think the best game of the night was the Duke-Texas Tech game. Uh, maybe that's because I'm a little bit of a dookie myself. Maybe it could have been some side bets. But it went down to the wire. Coach K gets his 100th NCAA tournament win. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. I know he's been coaching for a long-ass time. But to get 100 wins within the tournament is crazy. Duke advances uh, kind of as I thought. This game was a little bit closer than I thought it would be even though. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely was. But the thing is, what I've noticed with Duke here is they've easily been able to average that, like, 80 points. Like, they can get right there. And if you can do that every game they go to a national championship game, most likely going to win. They just, they're so talented. It's going to be hard to stop Duke. They have so many guys on the floor that can score. Uh, Boncara last night going off for 22 points. He's, he's so efficient, even, from the floor. Good free throw shooter at the end of games. Roach hit some big shots. He has been clutch. Yeah, he, he's been very good, especially in the tournament, too. And you're going to need a guy like that, a guard that can come through in big moments like that. And I think that he is their guy. And Duke also just has so much length to their yes. team. They, even There's, if they would have matched up with a team like Gonzaga, I think they could have given them trouble. But uh, now they'll advance and they get Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. And, and Arkansas, Arkansas last year we talked about it. You just mentioned it, that Arkansas is the last remaining SEC team in the tournament. And they were last year up to this point as well, and then they eventually lost to Baylor, who went on to win it. So this just kind of goes into my point of I think this is rigged for Duke to win the whole thing because you're now facing Arkansas in the Elite Eight. And if Duke wins, which I think they're going to, just lines up perfectly with them winning the whole damn thing. There are a lot of Coach K haters out there. I had no idea. Literally, I had no idea anybody hated this guy. Really? I thought he was the most respected and loved coach in college basketball. I, well, I heard it last night. I was like, what the fuck is your guys' problem? This guy's coached yeah, yeah. like the USA Olympic team for years. Duke is like the, the Yankees. You either are like, okay, I'm good with the Yankees, or you despise the Yankees. That's who they are. And I happen to like that program, but a lot of people don't. And a lot of people hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> the peanut butter and jealous. That's what Duke is. And I, I think it, even the KU fans in the chat have to – at some point, recognize 
We're not Duke. <laughs> no one, no one will be for a very long time. We'll see what happens with Coach K when he leaves in that program, though. I am a little bit worried that it's going to fall off. It I just think all you're comes get, crumbling down. You're going to get a year or two, probably, that's still pretty good, that it's still Duke. But I do, I do wonder what's going to Well, happen. I mean, if, if everyone was right last night on just how like scummy Coach K is, you get a nice, respectable coach in there, it might come crumbling down. Because you just need a little bit of scumminess to be really successful. Mm-hmm. Well, and part of the, like... The hate for Coach K is that, like, him, Bill Self, guys like, uh, what was his name, Scott Miller at Arizona? Yeah. Like, the, John Calipari at Kentucky. Probably even Mark Few at Gonzaga, if we're being honest. <laughs> they were paying players. Like, no shit. Everybody knew this, uh-huh. though. And that's where, like, even Sorry with, they just did it better. Like, they exactly. did it better than you. Exactly. Like, you know, I'm sure North Carolina was doing it, too, when Roy Williams was there. They're probably continuing to do it. Um with Hubert Davis, it, it, that was just part of college basketball. And I think a lot of people were upset that the Blue Bloods continued to be good and get all these big recruits. Were they paying guys like Zion Williamson? Yep, they were. But everybody was. Mm-hmm. Like uh, being mad at somebody in college football when like even the schools like Tennessee are paying recruits. Everybody's getting a check. Man, I can't believe your football players are. I can't believe the football team in such good shape. I see them eating Burger King and McDonald's all the time. <laughs> They're always walking around with these freaking bags of food. They're just carrying bags of McDonald's around. What? They, they, and on? they carry it weird. They like they put their arm underneath it like it's super heavy. It's two <laughs> cheeseburgers, my guy. Take right. it easy. You got a bag of burgers there? <laughs> You're very protective of your sandwich. I got bag fries there. that'll make you cry. Uh, yeah, but I, I that's my thing with schools like Duke and KU, Arizona, even everybody was paying guys. I don't know that anybody was exempt from it. You just either you weren't caught or you were. But everybody was probably doing it. Uh, we have some more basketball games tonight, though, which is going to be exciting. Uh, my St. Peter's Peacocks versus <laughs> Purdue. This is America's team. It's America's team right now. That one tipping off at 6 o'clock. I don't think uh-huh. St. Peter's can win this game. I've been saying that the whole tournament, though. I hope they do. I will be rooting for them, actively rooting for them. And I kind of like Purdue and some of the big guys that they have there. Uh, yeah, Purdue has got some legitimate size. And I hope Ivy's uh, mom is able to watch the game tonight. <laughs> and I, I mean, hope that I'm able to watch her watch the game tonight, where they show her 50,000 times. It's going to be awesome for me to see her watch her son while I'm watching her son and be excited when he has a big play and see how excited she was and see if my enthusiasm matched hers. <laughs> it's like we're who watching loves, the games together. Who loves the son more, mm. mom or fan? Tough call. It is. Tough call. Might be you. Um, this game, the spread on this one is 13 to Purdue. Minus 13 Purdue. I'll take it. Yeah, it's probably stupid. I'll put five me. bucks on it. But <laughs> ooh, look, out. <laughs> look out. Uh, but I do think that St. Peter's can play them. Close enough. And when I say close enough, I mean 12 and a half. I think that they can. I do think that this is the, when the Cinderella run ends, though. The yeah. clock's about to strike midnight. It's time to get out of here. And it, it will probably happen tonight against Purdue. It, you just don't see teams like this make a real legitimate run to the Final Four. It's tough. And going up against this Purdue team that has so much size, but also has a guard that can take over, they're solid. I mean, they're three seed for a reason in Purdue. I, I'm going to root for St. Peter's, but I do think Purdue wins this game. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. And Purdue, when you look at the matchup predictor, I know we do it for all the football games when we go over it. Purdue's at a 90%. That's the matchup predictor on ESPN. It's like, my God, that's yeah. insane. Right. But, ah, never mind. I thought that was an 87. It's a 67. I was looking at about what they average per game in terms of points, and Purdue's right there at almost getting 80 themselves. And the old Peacocks are only at 68. So that's going to be a tough situation. I actually put a lot of stock into the average points there because – if you get in a close scoring game, I feel like once St. Peter's reaches that 68 point mark, it's kind of like, a, oh, this is a different pace of game than we're used to. And that's where mistakes start to take place. And free throws are so key yep. in the tournament uh, because everybody's trying to foul at the end of these games. And if you're not knocking them down, you'll allow these teams to come back in. Not even just like a win loss, but for those people out there that are betting on the games. Yeah. That, that'll change the spread real quick. And even like uh, the St. Peter's game. Uh, their team, they start fouling at the end of the game. If Purdue's you know, keeping their big lineup in there and they can't knock down those free throws, St. Peter's could find a way back in that game. That's what, like, kind of my prediction, how I think the game is going to go. But we also have another one seed, the last remaining one seed, the Kansas Jayhawks. Do they advance tonight? Do they get knocked off? I, they're on upset watch already. tell you that. People are coming after these one seeds. Not just because I'm an anti-KU basketball fan. I think that it's going to happen. I think Providence is going to win this game. Really? Yep. They're a plus seven. I think they can do it, though. When you look at it, you break it down, there's no way they should. KU is a better program. They have a better head coach. But this is March. And I think that the (laughs) Friars can get it done. I have nothing to back up my claim here. Yeah, I'm not going to try and act like an expert with these two teams either. I do like Kansas. I'm rooting for them. People want to hear Kansas? Give me a second. You talk more shit on Kansas basketball than anyone I know. To one individual, just because (laughs) it's just freaking hilarious. That, and he'll send us random Eminem songs at like 11.30 at night. It's like, man, I'm not trying to get hyped up right now. I'm actually trying to unhype and go to bed. Trying to de-hype. But with Kansas, I have Kansas and Duke in in the national title game. And then Duke winning it all. I think that would be a great matchup. So I am rooting for Kansas in this game, mainly for my bracket. And Kansas is, again, right there at that 80 mark in terms of averaging points a game here in the tournament. So, boom. Bingo, bingo. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You go Jayhawks. Uh, that's the drink. Uh, you said it. Bingo, bingo. There's a drinking game to our podcast. Really? I just made it up. Uh, okay. But it should be. Bingo, 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 bingo. <laughs> Suckers. Uh, so that game, the, the KU game, tips off at 6.30 Central Time for us. It will be exciting. I'll be pulling for Providence. I'm anti-KU. I'm sorry. I just am. Growing up here in Missouri, KU was another one of those programs where you have to be, you have to have an opinion about them. And it's either hate them or you're just okay with them. Yeah. I'm not okay with them. I will say growing up, I did have some friends who were Kansas fans, and they were super obnoxious about it. And every time... And if it like came to an event or like it would get cold, they immediately showed up in like a Kansas hoodie or like all their Kansas gear was on. I was like, I'm sick and tired of seeing this stupid looking bird all the time at school. Couldn't stand them. Yeah. So, and I wonder for my own fandom if my teams are like the obnoxious fans too, because like KU fans can be very obnoxious. I do people view Texas fans that way. I think I feel like I'm view, a, like a realist Texas fan. I know that they're not going to be great next year. I know that they're all like on the up and up. It seems, 
But I'm, I don't know. I don't talk about it. But I feel shit. like we've been saying that for like the last five years, too. Because I feel like people view Texas fans probably how I viewed like Michigan fans before this last season. It's like, you guys are living in the past. You're living in, on the past success of your organization or your, your school. Yeah. I so, think that's like how people, people view Texas talk fans. talk shit to me or not even so much talk shit to me. They're, they talk to me about Texas football. I don't come back to with the, you know, like, oh, but we won the national title in 2006 yeah. or whatever, or we made it in 09, anything like that. I think anytime you talk a little bit of smack to some of these fans, that you just want to live in the past. But I, yeah. I don't know. I'm also, it's hard to talk shit to me about sports because if you're critical of my team, I also see those holes. Like, even with the Chiefs with trading Tyreek Hill, I'm like, yeah, they definitely didn't get better yesterday or the other day. Yeah. So I see it. I don't know. And I, I do respect that. I've tried to get to that level as well. It's it's hard. It's harder than I thought. I, can I don't think that, you, though. I don't know that you have it in you. What? To reach that level of it? Uh-huh. Oh, I, yeah, I think the Chiefs are in a worse situation than they were, of course. But at the same time, I also look at it as like, you know, this is going to be the... This is part of that dynasty part that we talked about with the Patriots, moving on from guys at the right time. This sucks and it hurts. This is kind of the, the beginning of that process, the first way through, the first phase of it. been saying that for months now. Just didn't realize we'd lose the best receiver on the team in the process of it. But here we go. Yeah. Uh, next, trust. next um, Sweet 16 game, North Carolina versus UCLA. I have UCLA in this one. I, I still think that they're a very good team. And can probably advance here. They brought so many guys back from last year. I, I'm surprised to see that they're they're a four seed. It surprises me every time. And I know that their their record throughout the regular season, but I think this is a team that is better than their ranking. And I don't think that about North Carolina, even though they're an eight seed. I don't think that they are really that good of a team. I I do think that North Carolina is one of those teams that is a traditional kind of blue blood. Where they get in the tournament, they win a couple games. Like the Baylor team that they beat was not very good either. Yeah, they were the worst one seed. Which congratulations, you won. You beat who was in front of you. I don't think that UNC can play with UCLA. And UCLA is a two and a half point favorite, and I'm actually taking North Carolina. I have them going up to this point in the, the bracket. Points My the... bracket, uh, both actually. Um, I mean, if Carolina wins, you know, boom, there's the two right. and a half. It's wiped, but. I actually had Kentucky and North Carolina playing in the next game, but you know we know Kentucky loses to St. Peter's. So either way, I have North Carolina at least reaching this point to UCLA, and I have North Carolina moving on. I do want to see that. I do think it can happen. I also feel like North Carolina is that team that gets in the tournament and then is somehow almost forgotten about until they're like in the Final Four, or maybe that's just me. I reach a point where it's like I don't pay attention. I'm kind of unaware of how well they're doing or what exactly is going on. And it's like, bam, here they are. Then lead eight, final four. And it's like, I don't fucking don't even know who's on the team right now, to be honest with you. For North Carolina? No, you got that big yeah. red-headed white kid. No, I'm saying like in years past. That's how I'd always view oh. North Carolina, yeah. Yeah. They do seem like for North Carolina, if there's a lot of hype around them, they'll get bounced early. Mm-hmm. But in years like this where there's not a lot of hype around them, they do make a little bit of a run here. Even in... Uh, the Sweet 16. I don't think many people predicted them to be in the Sweet 16. I don't have them predicted to go to the Elite Eight, uh, but that is because I, I like this UCLA team. They're they're my last remaining Final Four team. 
is UCLA. I had Gonzaga, UCLA, Tennessee, and Iowa. So I'm down to UCLA. I got to ride UCLA to a, to a championship here. <laughs> I, I got no other options. So that's what I'll be doing. Yeah, you took a for, huge dip in our uh, mic'd up rankings, by the way. Where am I at now? Uh, you are seventh. You're tied for seventh, but yep. I knew it was going to catch up with me. I said it the other day. I'm going to run my mouth until I drop in the standings because I knew it was coming. I jumped up like five spots. I was like, let's go. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people probably last night, uh, their bracket all took a dip because so many people had Gonzaga picked. Yeah. The top three in the mic'd up bracket all have Duke winning as like the champion, so that's why we're up there. Real original. Ooh. I hope it happens. I've never predicted a winner before, so I'm going to be super ecstatic if I'm actually right. (laughs) First time for everything. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, one more game tonight as I pull it up and look at it. Uh, it's a game that, like, I can't believe this one's real. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Iowa State versus Miami. No wonder I couldn't think of who was playing tonight. That game's at 9 o'clock. This is another, I'll catch up on the scores tomorrow. I was going to say, I'm going to be honest, I'm not watching that basketball and Tomorrow's game. Saturday, so I'm not even going to do the, like, oh, I'll wake up and watch it. That's not going to happen for me. Nope. If I'll I see, see the, the score, score, I see the score. If I don't, ah. I'll catch the later. highlights on SportsCenter, and <laughs> yeah. that's it. I'll I wake up about. I can't name a player for Iowa State or Miami or their coaches. I have no idea about either one of these teams, but congratulations. Uh, you keep advancing, and that's what you're supposed to do. You're also supposed to go visit Roper Kia. Check them out this weekend, especially for our, our Joplin listeners here. Uh, mention us here at Mike Up. They'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Check out their inventory. Like I always say, if they don't have what you're looking for, they will help you find it. Uh, I can even remember one time I found a truck that I wanted on Craigslist. Contacted the people at Roper said, hey, I want this truck, but I want to trade in my car to you guys for it. They said, no problem, sweetheart. We got you. (laughs) They went and bought the truck off Craigslist for me so that I could buy it from them and trade my car in. They will help you. They will help you get in the car of your dreams today. Visit them at Roper Kia. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. Best part about the site, there's no hidden fees when you go to check out, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in a position to protect you and your family with Gunspot.com. You have no idea how close I was to fucking that up. Brooks almost got me. <laughs> I was... uh, peek behind the curtain. We realized yesterday that Big Country has been saying the word if wrong for roughly six months to yep. maybe your whole entire life. <laughs> it's not a matter of NIF. I've been saying NIF, N-I-F. It's not a matter of NIF. It's a matter of when. <laughs> Our guy Brooks is here with us in the chat every day. Um, Mentioned it, and you even said like I don't say NIF like, and then you uh, went to read it like it's not a matter of NIF, and the look on your face of <laughs> oh my god I really do say it I got got I had and I had never picked it up either I'm usually pretty perceptive which is surprising uh, yeah it, it, that was one that was a glass shattering moment for me as well uh, that's Brooks a, with the with a quick GD in the chat easy bub <laughs> right uh, let's talk a little bit of football that's what we specialize in here. And I wanted to look at who the top winners and kind of losers of the offseason are so far. We've all been talking about the crazy month that we've had. But who is really the top team that has 
won the offseason so far. I put a couple candidates out there. Uh, the Broncos bringing in Russell Wilson. Uh, I think that's a, obviously a huge addition. The Raiders with Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones. Yikes, look out for them. Uh, the Dolphins, obviously Tyreek Hill from this week, but also Teron Armstead. is a, That's a sneaky great signing. It just yep. kind of got overshadowed by the Tyreek stuff. The Jaguars have brought in so many players that I don't even think I could list them. But it is, <laughs> it's not like they're bringing in any superstars, but it's, oh, man, they brought in like five pretty good NFL players. Not a lot of teams have done that. A lot of people tell me the Chargers have done a fantastic job bringing in guys like Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson in the corner. That's a good one. The Browns, obviously. Um, Deshaun Watson, but also I keep forgetting they traded for Amari Cooper. Yeah. I, that's just like everyone just kind of like didn't even care about that. We're like, all right, cool. You got like an injury plagued receiver the last couple of years in Dallas. I feel like that's how everyone views Amari Cooper right now. But yeah, yeah. It, but I do want to see how um, how he recovers, how he returns. Yeah, I think that he can still be a very, very good receiver. I don't know that he's going to be one of those guys where we have to discuss is he a top five or a top ten receiver. But he's still going to be very good. And with Deshaun Watson, I think it's, we should note this as well, uh, another jury decided not to charge him with anything. And I, I keep saying it, and I will continue to say it. I have no idea what went on behind closed doors. None of us do. Like, um, hardly anybody has probably read any of the reports. I don't even know if they're out there. Yeah. Two juries now have said there's not enough evidence. And, and again, that's not... Uh, saying that he's innocent. It's not saying that he's some great, upstanding citizen. But it is saying that there's not enough evidence to charge him, and now that's two different courts that have done so. I think at some point you almost have to say, okay, this guy might be innocent. There are just so many people that hate on him on Twitter. Yeah. And I'm not, like, I'm not friends with this guy. I don't care if you hate him. But in this country, you are supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, and nobody has charged him yeah. with anything. I do think... We, like you and I, and then as a show, have handled this well in terms of like not just jumping to a side or conclusion with it. It's like, let's just let it play out. It'll figure itself out, and this is it. And so, yeah, we can question his character from here on out. Is a, It is a little odd. Or not, it's not a little odd. It's very odd that 22 people had these accusations, 22 females had these accusations against him, and that there's not enough evidence for it. So that's always going to be you know overshadowing to him the rest of his career. So that's going to be interesting to see. But back to our point here on who had the best offseason so far. Honestly, I think I'm going to say the Miami Dolphins. The fact that you were able to bring in Tyree Kill, who's a stud at receiver, you helped your offensive line, you got some running backs in there that are used to that 49ers offense that Mike McDaniels is going to bring to Miami, and you got to keep your guys on defense. I mean, I don't feel like they lost anybody this offseason. They only brought guys in and immediately made their team better. And their yeah. offense, depending on Tua, I mean, that's the real question mark in all of this is where is, like, how does Tua handle this talent on offense? Can he get them the ball? Can he let them shine? Can he make the right read? Can he make the throw? Can he just not mess it up? And if that's the case, Miami's a team to look out for next year and a team that you're going to have to pay attention to. They're going to have to beat Buffalo twice, though. I mean, you're, you're going to face them twice. You're gonna yeah, have that division's to beat them. still pretty tough. Yeah. In yeah. New England, I mean, that they're still New England. Good. So. It is going to be interesting to see what they look like without their offensive coordinator that's been there for forever. Yeah. But at the same time, maybe addition by subtraction. Maybe losing Josh McDaniels is going to be huge for them. 
and their offense will light it up. I, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens there. It is a tough division. Even when the Patriots are bad, they're still good. Yeah. Because they're bad is, oh, we finished 7 and 9. Or like 8 and 9. 9. 7 yeah. and 10. You know, they're, but they're still going to be competitive. They're still going to challenge you every week just because of Bill Belichick. He's too good there. Uh, but I, I do like what the Dolphins have done. And it, I think they restructured Byron Jones' contract this morning to create a little more cap space. Their defense is sneaky good. Javon Holland is, uh, I love him at safety. Um, obviously, on the show on Tuesday, we were just begging, begging to get a guy like Jalen Waddell. Dolphins keep him. And having that kind of speed at receiver with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, yep. good luck. While you still have Gasecki underneath and the size of Preston Williams and Devontae Parker. I mean, you still have got both those guys. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, they could be scary. I, I do – I did like a lot of the jokes that came out yesterday of the day before as well. People making fun of Tua for not having the arm to throw that far. It is kind of funny. Like, oh, Tyreek's down there 60 yards. But Tua can't throw that far. So Come back 15, I get you 45. Uh, but um, I do think that with Tua, he still can be very good. Just get the ball in those guys' hands quickly. It doesn't have to be a deep shot. And I, I think a lot of football fans assume that Tua's going to have to sit back there and then throw the ball 50, 60 yards. Or he could take a one, three-step drop, get the ball to Tyreek very quickly, and just know he's going to outrun these guys. I only have to throw the ball 40 yards. I'm just getting rid of it quicker. Not sitting back there to do the Patrick Mahomes chuck at 70. So I, I do think they could have a scary offense. No more excuses for Tua, though. Uh, he's got a very good left tackle. That offensive line looks pretty good. He's got two amazing receivers. Jalen Waddle broke the receiving record uh, for catches, the rookie record for catches last year. Yeah. Then Tyreek Hill, a top five receiver in the league. Mike Gusecki, Mike McDaniel, probably going to be able to get that running game going no matter who's there. So no more excuses for Tua, that's for sure. Uh, but other teams, I think that I'm going to go with the Broncos in this one. I, I think the upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater to Russell Wilson is going to be huge. Uh, there's, there's also a little bit of a problem they're going to have in Denver. Eventually you have to re-sign Russell Wilson. He's going to want money. He's going to oh. want 50. So I, I hope that the Broncos are prepared to offer him that. But for this season alone... And again, the goal is to win a Super Bowl. They really improved themselves. I'll tell you what, the Broncos are off to a hot start, too, with their stadium catching on fire. <laughs> right? <laughs> that was crazy yesterday. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen the videos online, their seats caught on fire. It wasn't like usually uh, you'll see people drive by and there's like, oh, there's smoke from the stadium. And it will be something stupid like a trash can outside of it caught on fire. Yeah. Yesterday, there was the actual stadium. The seats and like a press box caught on fire. I never heard the reason. I think there was like some type of construction going on and it just sparked up. Yeah. They, they were on fire yesterday. They have been this offseason too. Uh, crazy. It, what's crazy is it's, once again, these are all AFC teams that I have on my list. I, I don't know that any NFC team really even Do they just not belongs. freaking care anymore? Like even teams like the Colts, I left them off, but they brought in Matt Ryan. Yeah. There's just so many teams in the AFC. Uh I don't know. I guess you could you could say for Tampa Bay they had a great offseason because there for a little while they didn't have a quarterback. <laughs> and then they got one. But it it does feel like that was more of a like a re signing. He didn't go anywhere, so I don't know that they got yeah. that much better. 
but there for a little bit, it did look scary. Aaron Rodgers going back to Green Bay, but loses a receiver yesterday, MVS. Uh, you were pretty excited about this move, and I kept saying, like, I don't think it's a big deal. And I don't, but I'm very happy for the player. I don't know if you've seen some of his tweets out there that was like, I was cut from my freshman football team or JV football team. Now I'm signing my second contract in the NFL. Like, good for you, man. That's Yeah. That's like, I mean, he's a, he's a good character guy. He's reliable. He's fast. He has size. I'd like that for Kansas City. And if they get the receiver that I really want them to get in the draft, it's like it changes the dynamic of what Kansas City has been, which has just been the short, fast guy, entire kill. I'm a Cole Hardman. And then you have a 6-1, you know, Demarcus Robinson out there who likes to drop the football. MVS is not a dropper of the football, or he hasn't been so far in his career. And he has been that downfield target for Aaron Rodgers. Kansas City just lost that with Tyree Kill. Bam, you have it back. It's not as high of a level, of course, but that threat's at least there. And then you still have McCole Hardman. Yeah. I think Hardman is a – and I, I want to say this closer to the year, but I kind of want to put it out there. I think he's a dark horse to kind of have a sneaky good year. Who? Hardman? McCole Hardman. Yeah. I do too. Like I'm not going to sit here and be like, ooh, career year, like watch out for this guy. But like he's someone to at least keep an eye on because when he was given opportunities on an offense – he made the most of it. I mean, that guy can just fly by people when need be. Now he's going to get some of those looks that Tyreek was getting, and this is his opportunity to do something. I'm very intrigued to see how that goes for him this next season. Yeah, I'm a McCall fan. Yeah. I was of him coming out of the draft. I liked him at Georgia. And I think one thing that a lot of Chiefs fans forgot about him is that he was a huge project Mm -hmm. at receiver. He was a guy that played three years of receiver in Georgia. And then was drafted to do it in the NFL. So he was. like With the route running and some of the stuff, he's still not progressed to where he's good at it. But I, I do think that he is coming along and could be a good receiver. He yep. could have a breakout year to where Kansas City is look at, looking at bringing him back on another contract. Or he could just be a gadget guy that they say, oh, thanks for your time here. We're moving on. Yep. But yeah, definitely he could have a breakout year there. And a, a couple of these other teams, the Raiders, I think, that did a really good job, Devontae Adams. I know a lot of people like to poke fun of him. And like, oh, you gave up a pick for a receiver. That's a damn good receiver, though. Yeah. And you were able, able to parlay it with a guy like Chandler Jones, Rocky Sin. They did a really good job as well. And, and even the Browns, too. Moving on from Baker Mayfield and getting Deshaun Watson in there. I know a lot of people are – they think he's going to get suspended. I don't. I don't think he's going to miss yeah, we were just we talked into it at the beginning of the segment, but it is interesting on how the NFL is going to do this because like you're not criminally charged. You sat out all last year to let this play out. So in a way, that's kind of your punishment. You missed a yeah. year of your career in your prime. And that's what I think it's going to be. I think the NFL is going to come out and say like, "Hey, time served. You missed the entire year last year. That is going to be your suspension." Now, granted, he still got paid for all of it, right? From our understanding of it, but at the same time, it's what are you going to get mad at this guy for? He hasn't been in the public. He hasn't been doing anything else. He hasn't been making any scenes. He's just been trying to deal with this and through the legal process. Not charged. Come and play football. Yeah. And that's, now, what, like that's the, the NFL's business. You come here to play football. You weren't charged with anything off the field. Get back to business. If stuff does come out, and it is proven that he did any of the things he's accused of, fuck that guy. 100%. But it's kind of tough to say fuck that guy when he hasn't been charged with anything. That's that's my whole thing. And, again, listening to some other like, like podcasts and sports talk, it really feels like that lawyer 
on the other side of things was pretty crummy. Just a real piece of garbage. Too. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I don't think Deshaun Watson will be hit with a suspension. I mean, the NFL has been investigating this themselves. And I think the Cleveland Browns probably went to the NFL and said, hey, what do we know about this? Is there anything here? And then yeah. they still traded for him. Like even, uh, you know, a lot of people were overreacting yesterday to like, oh, he's going to be indicted again. But this was something that the NFL knew about. The Browns already knew about it. A lot of people in the know already knew. It, I didn't, but it, a lot of people already did. The Browns did. Yeah, it's, I mean, it seems like the Browns do their did their due diligence, which good. <laughs> like way to make sure you did as much as you could before offering that amount of money and making the trade. Toward and now you think things would be cleared out and put in a spot where you don't get bit in the butt if it all came falling through. And now they got to find a way to get rid of Baker Mayfield, who I don't know where he's going. Send him to an NFC team. I'm tired of the AFC getting these guys. And Baker's not someone I necessarily worry about, but like, goddamn, I want to talk about the NFC for a second. Eventually, somebody has to say, actually, I want to go play in the NFC. I don't want to be here in the AFC anymore. <laughs> that's what I like. It's that's the only hard. reason why I think Every Tom Brady good. came back. It's like, you all are going to the AFC. <laughs> I'm coming back to the NFC. Yeah. Tom Brady just sitting there thinking, all I got to do is beat Aaron Rodgers again. But sign me up. I lose to the Saints in the regular season. Don't even care. <laughs> I know. I tweeted something about Brady the other day, laughing at all the other quarterbacks within his division. And then Saints fans found it and were like, oh, he wasn't laughing when he lost to the Saints twice in the regular season. Like, yeah, nobody gives a shit about the regular yeah, season. Yeah, he beat you in the fucking playoffs. Yeah, he got Drew Brees into retirement. Bowl. Shut yeah. up. I'm sure Tom Brady's sitting in his giant mansion with his supermodel <laughs> wife just crying about how he lost to the Saints twice on his way to a fucking Super Bowl win. Get over yourselves. Every uh, every fan base. They're all terrible. I can't even believe it. At some point, you just have to be realist and say, yeah, Tom Brady's fucking good, and he won a Super Bowl. We don't give a shit that we beat him twice in the regular season. I think he's like 1-5 playing the Saints or whatnot as a Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That one win, again, playoffs. Scoreboard, yeah. you're home. Right? He's not. Uh, go look at the scoreboard. The one that really matters is the Super Bowl one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got that one. He's probably even won the division twice. I don't. I think he has, yeah. Like, yeah, congratulations on your two wins in the regular season. But it doesn't matter at the end of the day because they already locked up the division or like the bye week and then got a Super Bowl. But that's whatever. And it's not just Saints fans. It's every fan base. Um, I know we talked about it off air, but like, where do you think Baker could land? There's a lot of talks, a lot of reports that if he gets cut, the Pittsburgh Steelers are interested. And the I kind of like that. Yeah, the Browns wouldn't trade for him. Um, wouldn't trade him, sorry, to, within the division. And that the Steelers wouldn't even offer that either. But that if he is cut, that the Steelers are interested. And at this point, I don't know how you trade him. Like, what value does he have to be traded? I don't I, I don't think like there is the much. only team in the NFC that would really be interested is Seattle. And I, once again are just like, no, we're good with Drew Locke. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> the commanders really screwed up. <laughs> really, like, I would take Baker over Carson Wentz. I can't long. remember if I asked you that already. But, but you, they already gave up two, uh, two third-round picks to bring in Carson Wentz. So you, what are you going to bring in for Baker? Like, what do you have to trade for would Baker? Would the Giants be interested in Baker? I, I don't know that they would because of the whole Daniel Jones thing. Yeah, but I think has got a broken neck. Like, right. Yeah. The quarterback position is so sensitive, though, that you don't want to 
like ruin these guys. Like the Commanders, they could probably pull off a trade for Baker Mayfield, but that might kill Carson Wentz, and then he would slip into a depression. Doesn't seem like he's much good. of a commander then. <laughs> right? No. no. Uh, you got demoted. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever's below a commander. I don't know. But other, like, NFC teams, I don't know. The Seahawks, like you said, a lot of people want to put them as interested in quarterbacks, but I, I'm kind of buying into it that they actually like Drew Locke. That could be just a lie in the NFL, but I don't know that there are many other teams. The Cowboys aren't bringing him in. Mm-mm. Giants, maybe, but they got that Daniel Jones thing, so we'll see. Eagles, they're not bringing him in. I think they're happy with Jalen Hurts. Commanders, probably can't. Go to the NFC North. The Bears, definitely not. The Lions are probably going to draft a quarterback, so they're not interested in bringing in Baker Mayfield. Green Bay, nope. Minnesota, just re-signed Kirk Cousins again. Oh, Mr. Guarantee Cousins. The Falcons, they have Marcus Mariota. The Panthers already said no, right? Yeah. The Panthers said no, and then Baker was like, yeah, no, definitely not doing that. Yeah, why the, if you're the Panthers, why are you saying no anyways? It's the better option you have. Yeah, I, I like, don't know. Uh, we have a quarterback opportunity. Like, nah, not this guy. That's like a girl on freaking social media going like, oh, my phone is just so dry. And someone comments, hey, and she's like, ah, not you. <laughs> like, uh, okay, well, your phone's dry again. Is that something you see? I've never heard that term before. I see people like, make dry. memes of it or whatnot. There's a, uh, a girl was like, oh, I wish a guy would treat me like this. And the guy slides, hey. And she's like, you, not you. And he's like, that's literally my post that you just yeah. shared. <laughs> yeah. the, I've seen that one before where the girl is like, I just wish I could find a guy like this. Yes. And the guy responds, like comments on it, hey. And she says, not you. Well, I'm literally the guy in the picture. <laughs> yeah, that was my post. <laughs> uh, that, that was the Panthers in Baker Mayfield. Uh, the Saints? They got Jameis. Tampa Bay? They're doing all right. I think they're fine. Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, they're all set as well. So, I mean, the market is really drying up if for Baker Mayfield. If you're Tampa, this is crazy to put out there. Like, how much are you thinking Tom Brady's going to stay around? Yeah, like, is this a like, one and done? And if it is, is, fuck it. Go trade for Baker Mayfield. But I think they like Kyle Trask. <laughs> who they drafted. I mean, I, they were prepared to move on and go with Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask as their quarterbacks into the season, allegedly. Right. I mean, that's what you put out there, but then you're also probably – Same thing with Seattle Brady being like, no, yeah, we're happy with Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that at all. Yeah. I, I don't know. The Drew Locke one kind of makes sense, but I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle just drafted a quarterback at nine. They're like, oh, yeah, we still love Drew Locke. Duh. But we're going to draft a quarterback. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, you can also see what happens at Club 609. Um, a great time was had there last night. I know that. Watching some basketball games. Uh, a lot of shots were put up last night, and uh, it was a great time. Had by all. Two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours, a happy hour that lasts too long. 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock. I don't even know how it's legal. But it was a fun time last night. You should check it out for a fun time tonight. It's Friday night. It's, it's going to be a little busy in there. Oh, it absolutely is. And oh, next yeah. Up... <laughs> Sorry. It's whatever. I don't know why I'm apologizing. <laughs> it's my Adri that got interrupted. <laughs> Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them at Downtown Lube for the full list of services. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So, again, their website, downtownlube.com, for the full list of services. Also, it's not a matter of if. It's a matter you of did when. It. I just did, <laughs> you it. did it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> It's not a matter of if, 
It's a matter of when you're going to need your oil changed or your tires shipped. So get that done at Downtown Lube right here in the heart of Chopin, Missouri. Yay! <laughs> we did it. We got him. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I just oh. pictured Brooks sitting there. It's like, God is that? He's dying at work right now. He's rolling on the floor like his other coworkers. Like, what the uh. hell is happening to Brooks? He always gets weird at around 1045 every day. Here he just goes over there. Again. Um, silently chuckling. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Big country will say nif. That's going to turn into a thing. Uh, I had no idea, man. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, good luck. Good luck. Right here. here in the chat, listening live from Florida. What's up? Appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. Listeners all over the world. Uh, we have hoes in different areas. Worldwide. Ludicrous used to say. Uh, we do appreciate you guys joining us in the call on app live again every weekday. 10 a.m. Central Time, right here. Uh, I think it's the best way to get this podcast. Let's talk uh, weird stuff. I got to thinking <laughs> last night about video games that I have loved playing in my life. At what point did you start thinking about this? I was pretty drunk. Um, but <laughs> I started thinking about the March Madness video game. I don't even remember if that was what it was called. But like EA had a college basketball game. Yeah. I need something like that back. I'm not even a big video game guy, but I'm telling you, I, for one day, I would be. That's usually how I do things with video games. I will play it for one day, and then I, it's back on the shelf, and I haven't played it in forever. But for one day, for like one of a, a kid-free weekend, I'll resort back to like 12-year-old me, play the shit out of a video game. But I, I want the, the college experience. Yeah. I miss being able to recruit and not have to sign free agents when I game. I want to be able to recruit. I want some little 18-year-old kid to break my heart because he doesn't want to go to my program. And now I don't have a point guard. So now my whole season's ruined until I edit my backup point guard to be really good. I need that. I want it in my life. But I used to love playing this game. Yeah, it was just called the NCAA basketball. Um, and I think their last game was in 2010 as well. Yeah. Uh, I think with Blake Griffin on the cover. But I actually I didn't like that game because I hated the way the, the shooting form. They didn't have it customized. It was just one set. But can you like, imagine if 2K did it? If they're like, hey, we're the basketball oh, game. Oh, man. Like 2K23, March Madness. March yeah. Madness 2K23 is what it should be called. And why it's not a thing is stupid. They need ESPN to be in ESPN is like currently taking over the world right now in sports. Like They have the best of the best on fucking about everything, mm-hmm. of course. Bring back the video games and dominate that market, too. Because right. that's another thing, like, the the video gaming world has exploded. I mean, fucking Kenny Vaccaro makes more money running a video game company than he did in the NFL. I think that's the true fact. True yeah, state. and there was somebody else that, it might have even been Juju. It was like, I'm not going to stop playing video games. Like, I make a lot of money doing yeah. it. I'm not giving that up. Yeah. Um, it was like six figures. I mean, it's not 100%. like, hey, I made... $10,000 doing this. It's I've made $120,000 this year doing this. I mean, I'm that ninja stopping. dude, he's gone like fucking... I don't know how much money that dude makes right now. It's stupid. Right, and he just streams, like, does YouTube and stuff like that. Just, yeah. It's a whole market that I, I should have got in on. I told you, um, flashback, 2020, two years ago, I was going to start streaming me playing NCAA 14, but I didn't know how. And Couldn't then the very out. next day... Big Cat started doing it. 
obviously his following a little bit bigger than mine. <laughs> yeah. But like I had the same idea. And I'm not even like, oh, he's took my idea. But we both were like had the same idea. And I was like, oh, this is going to take off. I've got a ton of time on my hands now. Yeah. I don't have to leave the house to do it. And it turned into a huge thing. And that's another one for me. NCAA football. Yeah. I need it back. There's something special about that recruiting aspect of a video game. I love it. It gets me going. <laughs> now, I'll, I need to tell like a little tell the truth Friday here. I didn't understand what a red shirt was like when I was playing the video game because I was younger. <laughs> like I was in middle school, like in young, like freshman year high school, like trying to figure this out. And when it gives you the instructions or whatever, and you're reading it, it's like, like man, fuck that. There's like three slides, not going to happen. On to the next one. Yeah. I was like red shirting starters because like, yeah, I want this guy to stay another year. Like, absolutely. And then I'd play and I'd be like, why the fuck is my guy not yeah. playing? Why, why, yeah. why can't I put him on my depth you chart? Use red shirt on the red wrong shirt. players. And then like I learned. So then I learned kind of the recruiting process of it. But like I even liked it when you would build a player on NCAA and you'd have to start like at the like you'd have to do the training drills and like what like star recruit you are and where you would go. I went to Wake Forest, fucking dominated that receiver, dude. <laughs> I ran the same play over and over, but my guy had like a thousand yards receiving in three games. I miss the uh, the Madden days where you could make your player better by doing like the training camp drills. Mm-hmm. And it was like you could be a running back, and they did some little drills, and then you got extra points for it. That was amazing. I think they only did it for one year, maybe two years. I, they've tried to bring it back, but it's so weird on how they do it, to where like it's it nearly feels like it's impossible to get yourself at a good setting, well, but they, you get drafted like. In the third round, anyways, because you have some dramatic storyline you got to follow. I think that some of these video games try to make things too real. Like, hey, and they overdo th- it. This is a game. We are just doing it for entertainment. <laughs> it doesn't have to look exactly like the NFL. Like the Madden controls for like when you're running with the ball. I don't need it to be real. Take me back to the Tecmo football days. I don't care. It's a video game. These are little cartoon characters running around out there. Yeah, it doesn't have to be 100 percent accurate has to be fun. That's what I want. Well, if you're going to make it realistic, it better be pretty good or I'm screaming at the TV. I got <laughs> right. some buddies in the chat right now to know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, for you, it will be, it'll be the smallest of things, though. Like, oh, I just, my God. I don't understand I why your receiver... that defensive back can't jump. <laughs> why can he jump and catch the ball better than my actual receiver? And why is my receiver jumping on an in route? Just catch the ball and keep running. There's no need for you to jump up and get hit in the legs and fall backwards and the ball's intercepted. That's three interceptions on three drives. I can't stop their offense. I'm pissed. Yeah. Right. I know the response is just be better. Well, I'm trying, but it's not happening. Yeah. And that's me playing Madden. But the video games that I want back, I mentioned it with NCAA bringing their video games back. That uh, I think it was 2K3 was the last one they did with Terrell Owens on the cover. The football I, Ferking loved that game as a kid, dude. Because you know, could go relive. Did. I, I didn't play it. Oh, I mean, you could like they had a mode where you could go relive the biggest moments and like the Super Bowls and stuff. And I know Madden has a version of that, but with that as a kid, like you get to play the Forty ers and Cincinnati Bengals Super Bowl, and you get to complete that drive that the Niners had to come and win that game or yeah. to go score. Like NCAA you had to get Jerry Rice too, like recreate this big moment. Yep, and you had to get Jerry Rice a certain amount of touches and or touchdowns in like a two minute time span. And then they would give you a view where you could do it inside the helmet, and it was just the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. As a kid playing, I was like, this is amazing. And then you'd play Madden, and I didn't have it. So I was like, yeah, I want to keep playing this game. I keep waiting for the next Red Dead to come out. I was late to the Red Dead party. Mm-hmm. I, I, jumped I played on. the first one when it came out. See, I didn't. Oh, loved it. I didn't. I, so that's when even I was teaching at the time, and we were, I was still doing the other podcast, Stick to Football. 
so co-host there, Matt and Connor, would both talk about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really into shooter games. Like, I don't really care. Then, as an adult male, my mom got me a video game. For Christmas, and she got me Red Dead Redemption too. And I'm I did like, not know it started with you getting the video game for yep. Christmas. Uh-huh. That's and awesome. Even opening it, I had to do the fake surprise of like, oh, <laughs> oh yes, like everybody talks about this game, like that's awesome. Thanks, mom. And I'm like on the way home, and I'm like, I got a fucking video game. <laughs> I, I'm 28 years old or whatever, and I got a video game. I'm never going to play this. And then got bored one night, and I'm like, oh, let's just fire it up, see what it's all about. Six hours later, it's like <laughs> four in the morning, and I'm like, I gotta go to bed. I gotta go to bed, but I can't stop. I'm addicted. I was yeah. addicted to that game. It is still the best video game I've ever played. I can't wait. I, if they do a third one, I hope they're going to do. Yeah, I think they're one. doing a, from what I heard in the works, is a new Grand Theft Auto game and a new Red Dead Redemption game. I haven't played any like of the new talks. Grand Theft Auto. Like, I so played they made Grand a, Theft Auto probably when it was just Grand Theft Auto. I think it's like Grand Theft Auto Five is the newest one, and they they do so many updates with it that it's like still newer. But the things that you can do on it, it's just incredible. Like on that game, I played it. In, it was the whole reason I got a PS4 in college. I went to the books. My roommate got it from his grandma. He's an only child. His grandma just spoiled the shit out of him. So he's like, "Yo, dude, my grandma got me the new Grand Theft Auto game." And I'm sitting here watching him play it on his new PS4. It's like I want that. I went down to the bookstore. Bam! Slapped that PS4 on my student account. And the video game, and walked out that bitch, and then played Grand Theft Auto for like again six hours, like you Thanks, mentioned. Student loans. <laughs> yeah. just, at just this point, paid up. <laughs> at this point, I have paid off my PlayStation, my laptop, and probably two years of school. <laughs> <laughs> right uh, there, I'm not much of a video game player, though. Yeah, like we have this on the list. Like, what game are you currently playing? I, I'm not like. Yeah, I'm not. The, our other segment here is like the best video game you've ever played. Red Dead, I know, is what you just mentioned. It is for me, too. I love that open world game. I never really played those because I just played the sports games. That's yeah. just my thing. I like doing that. And then when I'm done, I can just turn it off and I don't have to worry about getting a certain level into it. But Witcher is another game that my uh, brother in law told me to play. And I was just like, eh, like, I don't know, dude. It seems kind of weird. And it is a weird game, but at the same time, it's super cool. And it's like one of the best video games that's ever been made. And so I'm currently playing that, but I haven't played in like a month and a half. So. Yeah, same. Um, all right, that's it for us today, though. Uh, some basketball talk, football, and video games for Ew. some reason. That's the way my brain works. I uh, appreciate you guys once again killing it in the chat here. Uh, I love that feature in the call-in app. Uh, again, Big Country and I, every weekday, 10 a.m. Central Time, right here in the call-in app. We appreciate you guys for joining us today. We will talk to you on